Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Joining us right now, one of my favorite guys in sports media, Paul Allen, play-by-play voice of the Minnesota Vikings and longtime talk show host out there. And you know I used to go to Mankato, Minnesota yep. for training camp as a Vikings fan and travel all the way from Long Island to go out there. Why would you do that? Uh, because I love the team <laughs> a lot. Uh, and I was nuts. And I remember catching a T-shirt. Paul Allen was doing a show. It was the PA and Dubé show at the time. He was doing a show live from Mankato, and he was throwing out T-shirts in one of the breaks. I was like 18 or 19 years old, and I caught a PA and Dubé T-shirt that I still have. Ooh. Wow. And uh, I just wanted to let you know that. Paul, Paul's good been at it a long time. Yeah, he has, and very, at very high level, very successful. Paul, good morning. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Yeah, man. You know, uh, the best thing with those T-shirts is, um, given the durability, they're very they're very good for drying dishes. <laughs> <laughs> it's environmentally I, friendly. Yeah, I remember the slogan on it too was like, "Your prayers have been answered." Like I remember it said that. On, I used to wear it all the time, thinking like, "Look at me, man. I'm really on the inside here with the with the Vikings." Uh, so this year has been spectacular to watch from a, a Vikings fan standpoint, and and one that's just so shocking to me after some of the injuries and Case Keenum taking over and and Dalvin Cook going down. So uh, what's been the reason or the couple of reasons why this team is sitting here one and, uh, winning eight out of their first ten games? You know what, Gio? Uh, you're an elite football mind, so I, I'm, I'm a little surprised that you would say that it is shocking. I mean, I, I understand off Bradford's New Orleans game and you know, the fact that um, six games ago, Dalvin Cook looked like he definitely had a chance to be Offensive Rookie of the Year. I, I get all that. But um, with the uh, the way the Vikings' defense came into the season, the personnel it has, um, and the uh, the direction the head coach takes defensively, you know, I, I, I don't – I mean, maybe 8-2 and two is shocking. Well, I that's thought- what I'm saying. I mean, listen, if they were treading water, it would be one thing. But 8-2, and two, you know, with, like, on track for a bye is something I just didn't expect. Right. I mean, I thought the team would win 11 games this year, and, and really after Bradford and Cook went down, had no reason to uh, to change the prognostication because at that stage, even without the quarterback and the rookie running back, you know, we could see an offensive line that was one of the worst in the NFL last year ha- has completely flipped the script. I mean, Riley Reef at left tackle has been one of the best left tackles in the NFL. Through uh, Tanny has not allowed a sack. You know, the, uh, the center, the rookie, Pat Elfline from, from Ohio State, he was decent early in the season. He's unbelievably good now. So, you know, they're, uh, they're able to power run it with Latavius Murray. They're able to get shifty with Jarek McKinnon. And you got this wide receiver, Adam Thielen, you know, where, uh, you know, in Minnesota, he, he's from a tiny town called Detroit Lakes, went to Minnesota State, uh, Mankato, and, and worked his way up from the practice squad. But he legitimately should be considered one of the best receivers in the NFL. And you know, you put all that together with that good defense, man, and here we are. And, Paul, from week to week here uh, lately, we've been hearing about quarterback and, and should Mike Zimmer insert uh, Bridgewater. What are you hearing there locally? I, I think it's just an asinine uh, question, and, and, and Case Keenum is rolling along right now. If it's not broke, don't break it. 
Yeah, you know, last week when um, when Mike did his Monday press conference after uh, Keenum and the, and the Vikings beat Washington, you know, in that game, Case went for 304 and four touchdowns. And, you know, that, that's the first Vikings quarterback since Dante Culpepper in 2004 to have more than 300 passing yards and four TDs in a road game. You know, yet at his press conference, he was noncommittal about the quarterback spot. So, you know, clearly Zimmer, there, there's something with this situation that scares him. And, you know, as, as the CEO of the organization, the head coach, he has a right to look at a quarterback, you know, who hasn't played a ton of games during his career, like maybe 30, and say, you know, we, we may have squeezed as much from this as we possibly can get. So, you know, now up to the Rams game, Case is going against his former team, you know, and they, they quietly might have been a little concerned that he was going to be too amped up and try to do too much, and he went out there and killed him. I mean, he, he, he was fantastic, and you know, his, his movement away from uh, potential sacks and, and getting out of the pocket and becoming a legitimate run-pass option has been very good. Meanwhile, you know, in practice, Teddy's kicking butt right now. He, he's not cutting reps with Case Keenum, but he's getting a fair amount of opportunity in practice. You know, and I watch all these practices, man, and Teddy looks really good. So it's, um, it's the oxymoron known as a good problem. G. Owen Jones, a Paul Allen play-by-play voice of the Minnesota Vikings across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Growing up on the East Coast, I'm inherently negative, and then being a Vikings <laughs> fan, there's been some bad losses in there. So, I mean, I, I wish I could have a better feeling about how it's going to end up. I really wish I was more positive. I know you're more positive, and I know that Vikings fans are more positive because when I've gone out there and gone to games, I'm the most negative one. They usually have a at least a, a more rosy view of things. Uh, what's the sense when you're doing your show, the fans about this team and where it's going? Do they think there's something special brewing, or is it more of the how are they going to make me feel bad again? Tough to answer, main man. I mean, we're uh, we're ten games into it. I'm kind of slow rolling it emotionally, and it's not you know it's not like 2009, and and that game in New Orleans is something that's in the forefront of my mind. Uh, likewise for fans, but nevertheless, it is there. In 03, we lost the division on the final play of the game. Nathan Pool and Nathan Pool, 98. Gary Anderson missed that kick, so. I mean, there are some fans, you know, there are some fans who will dwell on those moments. And, you know, they, through 10, they, um, they are not as emotionally committed to, like, bringing up home field advantage in the postseason, the fact that Super Bowl 52 is in our building. Not, not a lot of that comes up at this stage. Now, if we beat the Lions on Thanksgiving morning, this division is over. And then after that, you go to Atlanta. Sarkeesian has that offense finally going and at this stage last year when Atlanta was 6-4, and four, the Falcons didn't lose a game the rest of the way until they blew that lead in the Super Bowl. So the Falcons got something going. Uh, the Saints have won eight in a row, obviously. We beat the Saints first game of the season. We caught them at a really good time at U.S. Bank Stadium. And when all these new defensive parts, including Marshawn Lattimore, were just learning their toil. But that team has become legit. Philly's obviously legit. So the, um, I, yeah, I think fans know... The rubber's going to meet the road here sooner or later, but we got a big one on Thursday. Hey, Paul, George Edwards, your defensive coordinator, he, he has an excellent defense he's filled in week in and week out. Is he getting enough credit for how they're playing? I know it takes the, the Jimmys and the Joes, but the X's and O's matter as well. Right. Hey, man, that's um, I'm really glad you brought that up because I do a lot of these, and nobody ever brings up George Edwards, who is our defensive coordinator, because Mike Zimmer is the identity of his defense. Now, 
But you know what? Like for every Daryl Hall, you need a John Oates if you want to be like one of the great duos in the history of coaching or music. And that's exactly what George is to Mike. After games on Sundays or Monday mornings, Zimmer gets with George. George is all already miles down the road on the next team. His dissecting and analysis of the next team gets Mike set up so he can craft his game plan. And, and George is vital to what Zimmer does. And, and quite honestly, I don't think George gets enough credit. I'm really glad you brought him up. Paul, give us a sense of the Super Bowl at this point and some of the plans. I'm sure you're involved and are talking about this. And I know there's some people that are saying, oh, cold weather, Super Bowl, of course, it's going to be inside. But uh, you have to deal with some of the events and outside. How are you going to get around? I've been to Minneapolis. It is a beautiful place. There are ways to stay out of the cold. So uh, can you dispel some of the rumors about how the Super Bowl week is maybe not going to go the way people want it to? Well, I mean, I guess it's predicated on what people's expectations are and how they satisfy themselves. I mean, I know I know, Mall of America is a mall, but it's still really cool, and you can do a lot of cool things from uh, from an event standpoint at Mall of America. XL Energy Center in St. Paul, which is about 12 minutes away from, from Minneapolis, you know, they're, they're going to do some things there. And the Skyway system here is really good. So, you know, if you if you need to be out in the cold to go to, to go to your favorite spot, then I guess you got to do it. But the building's great. The atmosphere is going to be fantastic. And the Vikings and the NFL have put a lot of time in this for a long time to make sure people are comfortable, and I believe they will be. Yeah, that's a beautiful stadium. Just flown, flown over it, haven't been inside of it, but uh, it, it comes uh, highly regarded as one of the better ones in the league. I want to stick with the defensive side of the ball. Terrence Newman, man, uh, that cat has been playing forever, and, and and does he still have it? Apparently he does. I know Mike Zimmer and him are, are really close from the days at Dallas and then they're at Cincinnati, but he's still playing a significant role for this defense, isn't he? He's, um, he's one of the most amazing players with whom I've worked in my 16 years calling games for this team. And, you know, you know what's amazing about him? Not only is he 39, but, um, but like last game, he lined up in the slot opposite 24-year-old Cooper Cup, who's a really good third-down receiver and a really fast rookie from, from Eastern Washington. And Terrence stayed up with him the majority of the game. You know, and, and the thing about Terrence, man, when, when you get to be 39 years old, and you go through organized team activities and mini camp and training camp and preseason. Generally, these 39-year-olds are always the rumored guys who are on the bubble to get cut, and Terrence never is. <laughs> I mean, it's like he does what Zimmer and Edwards want so well that you can be you can be a 4-4 guy from a big college fresh into the NFL, and you ain't going to beat him out of his money. I mean, Trey Waynes from Michigan State was a uh, was a high first round pick a few years ago. I think Trey rolled in here thinking Terrence is old and, and I'm going to get a spot, and Terrence flat beat him, you know. And then Trey had to work on special teams, and now Trey starts and he's really good, but it took a while. So the the way Terrence takes care of his body and his mind in the off season is very crafty. It's kind of the defensive version of the way Tom Brady does it offensively, and then he personifies. You know, specifically in a league where the knucklehead factor can be high sometimes and and people don't study the way they need to to succeed at the highest level, Terrence shows if you do it the right way and if you're in the right spot and if you jam the right way and backpedal the right way, you can play a long time, man. 
Last one from me. We're seeing a lot of these coaches that uh, don't seem to be understanding their players all that well. Ben McAdoo, uh, Sean McDermott's going through it right now. And it seems like to me, from my perspective, that the locker room just loves Mike Zimmer. Uh, how about Mike Zimmer's relationship with his team, with his players on both sides of the ball? You see it every day. What's it like? couple of things here. Uh, one, with Mike. Mike is able to run that balance of the father figure and the boss and pull it off. And he works so hard and he gets so grouchy and he cares so much about it that the, the guys look at him and they're kind of like, we can't let dad down. But if you let dad down, then the boss gets into you and that's not pretty. So it, it's a very good balance. Secondly, the offensive coordinator here, Pat Shermer, this is his first full year coordinating this offense. And I, I just, I can't, and, and, and the previous offensive coordinator, Norv Turner, is one of my very best friends in all of my years in the NFL. And I love Norv and his son, Scott, who now is at Michigan. But what Pat Shermer is doing with this offense now has been fantastic. I mean, we have guys so wide open on so many plays, and they may only go for 6 or 11 yards, but then, you know, they run it a certain way, safety comes up, defense goes single high, and boom, they're stealing for 65. So, I mean, this offensive coordinator – you talk about melding personnel to plays. Shermer's doing it incredibly well right now. Hey, man, last one for me. Give uh, Jerry Gray and Brian Robinson a big hook em horns. Oh, you got it, man. Yeah, Jerry's another valued asset on this team, working with that secondary with Xavier Rhodes and Trey Waynes. Harrison Smith's really good. And, um, and I'm hoping uh, Brian plays on Thursday. He, um, he tweaked something last Thursday. I didn't think it was that bad, but then he didn't practice Friday. And, shoot, he didn't play on Sunday. And, you know, with this defensive line, with Robinson, Everson Griffin, Daniil Hunter, Linval Joseph, it's a really, really good defensive line, man. And, you know, kind of along the lines of Terrence Newman, you know, given Robinson plays a more physical spot than a corner, yeah. you know, Brian's still going strongly at this stage of his career. That's fantastic. Too. Yeah, 11th year in the league. Paul, yeah. thanks for your time, man. Love hearing from you, and uh, hopefully they can uh, de facto win the division on, on Thanksgiving. We appreciate it. It'll be cold, man. We've lost three in a row to the Lions, so that has to stop. You guys have a great Thanksgiving. All right, right, you too. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.